It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. studio over there that's samantha bolch sitting on the beach in hawaii drinking a lava flow which i think is one, a pina colada with a little bit of red strawberry stuff in it isn't it so, i do believe it is yeah. not a drink i've ever had i'm more of a zombie person myself mm. but yeah no i could i could mess with that yeah yeah delightful so uh sam i got a topic for you um and just because be weird if you didn't yeah, it'd be hard. To, well, I mean, we've done many of we have many, done that before. Many a episode of this uh, of this podcast has been uh, has been done without an episode topic. Uh, so, put together a little post for the Play Revolution HQ site a while ago um, about seven reasons play gear organization is important because I I think it is. Um, you said you wanted to guess at some of these, so I uh, would like to guess them. I think, yes. think we just break them down, talk about them, see if. See, basically, I'm going to use you as an editor. See if there's anything oh, I yes. need to go back and change. That's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I think it's important for the listeners. Uh, what kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking um, a, just a chai tea. So I, a, I'm drinking a tea tea. I was going to say, isn't that just tea tea? Yeah. Delicious. Do are you? a sugar and milk person in your tea or do you drink your tea as mm. God intended? Well, I am, I am all, I am all keto. So I drink Ooh, my tea with, congratulations. Plenty of, with plenty of a uh, whole cream. <laughs> God. Mm. Do you drink cream with the afterthought of tea in it? Yeah. Like and, and maybe, maybe was nearby. a little bit, of, maybe even a little bit of coconut oil. Oh, gotta, gotta keep my fat intake up. <laughs> How excited? Well, oh. no, I mean, mostly it's uh, it's all to counteract all your vegan efforts. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm eating, I'm eating all good. the meat and 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 stuff that you're not. So I that's appreciate great, that. Because that that is yin and yang, right? That yeah, is yeah, the balance of the universe. That. You have the vegan and you have the man drinking cream mm-hmm. from a teapot. <laughs> oh, I'll drink it right out of the uh, right out of the container. Uh, oh, okay. But now I'm so sorry. We do have a topic, but now I'm interested. If you would drink cream out of a container, do you like eggnog? Love eggnog, except, hey. except eggnog has got too many carbs in it. So I had to give up the eggnog. Oh, I, first of all, I'm sorry. Second, I've never had eggnog, so I don't know. Mm, um, I don't know what it, eggnog has eggs. I look, I've never, I don't make eggnog. Okay. I go to the store and no buy one knows eggnog. what eggnog is. 
I think Listeners, people- my email is somewhere on the Playvolution HQ website. Please tell me what eggnog is. I could look it up. I am choosing not to. Eggnog, like eggnog is, uh, anyway, you did go to the show notes, click Sam. You can contact Sam. Um, and, and I mean, when, when this episode comes out in January or February, everybody will, you'll be able to get a really good deal on eggnog too, because uh, it'll be, it won't be eggnog season is anymore. Is it perishable? I don't know. Never been in my house. Mm. Heard of people drinking it. Never seen a member of my family drink it. Mm, it's, it's thick and creamy and full like sugary calories it's delightful right okay so it sounds great now but again are there eggs are is there nog no one knows there's a topic we're talking about there are i think there are eggs so seven reasons play gear organization is important do you want to guess or you want me to dig into them all right i want to guess i'm going to guess one it is one of the reasons um Aesthetics or aesthetics, depending on where you're from. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like the next to the. I, I get appearances as though as the okay. one I've when I when I've got there. Um, it's towards the the end of the list, and and yeah. So I mean, your space looks more Pinteresty, um, more catalogy. It it looks look your space looks better for the people who care about how your space looks. Yeah. Um, and that might be parents and that might be administrators and that might be funders. And so it those might are- also, I will say there are some children that are very, and I feel like because of their parents, a lot of the time that are very sensitive to that kind of thing. I had, it's very rainy here these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like some mud on our porch right now. We have a covered porch and there's mud on it because they come up with their little feet and their little feet are covered in mud. And I had one student come up to me and say, why is, why is the lanai dirty? Like, well, why do you think? He's like, the rain? Like, yeah. Like, well, why don't you clean it? Like, well, cause it doesn't really bother me. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of muddy today and it's going to get muddy again. But if it bothers you, do you want a broom? She's like, yes. Okay. Good. And then I, she swept the lanai. Yeah, I think it's important to have have at least one of those kids in the program at any and at any time. It just cuts it cuts down on your workload. Honestly, yeah, I, that's one of the things I love most about four year olds is if I say, "Oh, can I have somebody help me put all this away?" They will immediately come up and do it. Like yeah. they're like, "I will do you a favor, Samantha." Great thanks. That's what well, I, I, I yeah, that aesthetics piece of it, the the appearance, I think is important because I mean, you you want a a pleasant looking early learning environment. Now that I, I think function is more important than, than form. Um, just yeah. like process is more important than products. And so um, if the, if the space is messy, I, I, I think there's a kind of a wabi-sabi kind of uh, order from the disorder, just the, sure. the naturalness of the, of the interactions of children. Uh, but when everything you know when all the paintbrushes are in the paintbrush cup and all the markers are where they belong and all the blocks are relatively in the places that you'd like to see them in the block area um it does make the uh this the program a little bit more presentable to the yeah and it it can feel really good yeah like that that can just be a good environment like you have a very aesthetically pleasing shelf behind you i don't know what's on it but it feels really nice whenever i look at it i'm like ooh, cozy meanwhile i'm in a cave so, so you, you, you got one of the seven. What do you I got? got one. Okay. I'm going to say, um, I can't really articulate this in one word, but maybe you can. Um, just the ability to find what you need. Ah, 
that I've got kind of under the heading of efficiency. Oh, that's a good, that's a good word, right? Because if I don't have everything organized, I will never be able to find the googly eyes when somebody says that they need googly eyes. Yeah, yeah. When somebody has a cool idea and they want to do a thing and you're wanting to go with the flow, you're a lot more efficient where you know where the googly eyes are or you know where the green paint is or you know where the extra cardboard is. And if you're not, if you don't have some level of organization, it's it's virtually impossible to do that. And yeah. so if you're trying to build an environment where you're kid-centric and child-led, then it's imperative that you you know where your materials are so that you can efficiently get to them when when you need them for for those kind of activities. Absolutely. Uh, and if you have kids that are allowed, like in our classroom, kids can go and get a lot of things. We sure. have a lot of low shelving. Um, so we ask them to and help them keep it in a way where maybe the tape dispenser isn't in the exact same place every time. But you know it's going to be on one of two shelves. Yeah. Because that's where sort of our connecting materials are located. Yeah. Well, well, I've got a whole I've got a whole <laughs> nother storage post that I'm working on that takes that into, into consideration. Oh boy. I, I think there's I think there's three levels of, of storage we need to we need to pay attention to. We have your you have your deep storage where all the extra stuff is, you know, that parent that works for the printing company who brings you boxes of paper, you've got, yep. not everything fits in the classroom. And so you've got a, a storage yep. room or a basement or a, or a shed or something where you keep that stuff. And then you've got the, the um, child accessible storage where you've got the things that can't be out all the time. The, maybe the extra tape dispensers or maybe the staplers or the hot glue guns, uh, stuff that, that the kids have permission to get to but that's put away. And right. then you've got the, the out for use stuff. That's your, your, maybe your craft area has got the, uh, the googly eye, the little containers with the googly eyes and the, the pipe cleaners and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, paying attention to those, those three levels of storage. Cause then when you know, when you've got everything organized that way, you know, Hey, I'm out of, I'm running out of googly eyes. I need to go to the deep storage and bring out more googly eyes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, is this going to be a January episode? This oh, that, like I mean, <laughs> if I, I, man, people are going to be so excited to get to that one. But. I just love storage. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We have five more reasons. We got two done. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to say that one of them, again, can't really articulate this in one word, but you probably can. Um, just knowing what things are still functional and what things are broken or maybe need to be retired. That kind of thing. Mm. Does that fall under efficiency? I don't know. I, I think, hmm. huh. That might, Oh, I don't really know if I've got a place. I think that might go under efficiency. It might go under another one I've got. I've got serenity. Oh, tell me more. Tell reason, me more. The reason for, for, for being more organized is, is you have a little bit more serenity in your life. And so where when everything is in its place and you kind of have your, your, your kind of mental index cards of, of, of knowing where the googly eyes are and where the green, green paint is, it brings a little bit of calmness into your life. Um, I I think, you know, my experience is that when I'm in a a more organized kind of uncluttered space, I feel calmer 
and more at peace with the world. I think there, I think that might be a, a kind of human thing for a lot of us because there are a lot of people on the interwebs that are making lots of money selling books and 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 memberships to websites that, that get into into that whole um, aesthetic of it. That men and I think a lot of them are maybe more towards a, a minimalist approach to things. But mm-hmm. um, and I think kids find find that that the same thing in a, in a in a space that's overly cluttered and overly disorganized. Our minds tend to go in that direction too. So. Yeah. So maybe you're, you're, hey, knowing what's broken and what needs to be fixed, maybe that kind of fits in there and maybe it kind of fits into the uh, the, the previous one. But that- Yeah, I think um, it could go both. Um, did you ever play The Sims? Did anybody else who's turning 28 this week ever play The Sims? Because- Yes, I, I well, I don't know if I played, I, I bought it and put it on a computer and my children played it, my children who are your age. Um, they, aren't yeah. they my age? <laughs> They're pretty much your age. Um, yes, I remember The Sims. Yeah, so like they, they have those little- diamonds above their head and when they're in a really cluttered environment your sims get stressed out they don't yeah. like that they like when things are put away yeah and i, I think i think we as real humans kind of kind of do the same thing yeah i think that's why they put it in the game yeah did you you're just a plant did you ever do the evil thing that whatever you're about to say absolutely if you're about to say did you put your sims in a house delete the doors and then set the oven on fire yes did you put your Sims in a swimming pool and delete the ladder so they would have to drown? Yes. All I, sorts of manner of horrific things. Okay. For, I, for my real ones, for my Sims 2 real ones, mother load. You know what I'm talking about. Sims 2, okay. Uh, they, I, they know. My, the five people that get that reference, email me. Yeah. And tell um, me what I can guess. I'm going to have to, have to, uh, have to have, uh, have, uh, uh, Brady spaghetti, Brady, Brady spaghetti. We've been doing episodes with Brady spaghetti has been, uh, indoctrinating me into, into broadening my, broadening, broadening my horizons. And so I'm going to have to have her, have her do an episode and, and educate me up about Sims. Uh, I think the kids would, uh, they, they build, um, they put their Sims person, they'd build the tiniest little walls mm-hmm. around them as they could. And then they kill them that yeah, way. Yeah. Delete the toilet. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Am I a sociopath? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so we've got more reasons why we should organize our play materials. (laughs) So we've done three. So I have four left that I have not guessed. Wow, I have four. I really feel like we covered everything. (laughs) Okay, we've got we've got creativity. Oh, okay. I like that. I hypothesize that when your space is more organized, it becomes easier for kids to to be creative because because creativity more possibilities. It be well, you, knowing where where this is and that is, and being able to combine them in, in new and interesting ways um, is kind of a, a little bit easier when when you know where that stuff is. Um, and, and when creative things come up, you're, you're better able to, to respond to it. And so the example I use in the post is, um, our three-year-old Noah in back in the family childcare days, uh, one day out of the, out of the blue, he, he goes to one little loose partsy area, um, and picks out a empty Hershey's chocolate syrup container. Okay. You, you probably you probably have never eaten Hershey's chocolate syrup. Okay, that is not true. Absolutely, <laughs> I have. 
Do not besmirch the good, terrible name of Hershey's chocolate syrup. It is not chocolate. It's barely syrup. But and, it's, and so we had those those yeah. containers and just it, it, just in the dramatic clay area, whatever. Is they still smell like chocolate. Like you know, absolutely. That's the, one of the things that's that people love to do. They'd stick that little end up in their nostrils yeah. and, and get that, <laughs> that fake chocolate smell. So Noah goes and gets one of those. And then he goes someplace else and, and, and rustles around and he comes up with, with half a plastic Easter egg. And he puts the Easter egg, half an Easter egg on top of the Hershey's syrup container. And then he squeezes and the top of the Easter egg, the Easter egg half flies up in the air and hits the ceiling and his face lights up. Um, so out of the blue, he had the idea of co combining these two things, but he, he knew where to find them and grab them. And so immediately everybody needed to be doing that. Of if you course. were old enough to, to stand up and squeeze you wanted to do that. And so Tasha runs down to the deep storage, down to the basement, um, her storage room, and comes back with two or three more, more containers and, and more Easter eggs so that everybody could do the, the launchy thing. And so when you're a little bit more organized, it makes it easier to, to kind of go with those, those, kind of, those kind of moments when they pop up. Yeah, all that story has delighted me. So when, when kids have those, those moments um, and have just knowing where, where the things you can yeah. do the thing when you know where the things is. Absolutely. That's probably a better way to say that. No, no, no. That's, I think that's what should be the subtitle of the post. When you know where the things, things is, is, you can, do, you can things. do the things when you know where the things yeah. is. No, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So, so then we, we have how we have serenity. We have appearance. We have creativity. We have efficiency. Okay. So. We have two I'll, more. I'll, I'll throw this one at you. Okay. Predictability. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That is a yeah. good one. And so See, I, I think I wasn't thinking that on its own because I was tying that in with serenity. But I I think that actually should be its own thing. Oh, good. I'd hate to have to go back and <laughs> to rewrite this. Your post. Yeah. So when you need tape and you know where the tape is and when you need to staple and you know where the stapler is or or when you need an adult. And you know where 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 Miss Sam is. Um, when you need to blow your nose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and look, uh, there are times where kids come into early learning settings from not early learning settings that are very unpredictable, and having some predictability in their young lives, even if it just has to do with tape and scissors and Kleenexes is probably a good thing for children. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think a lot of people listening probably have experiences with that. I know I have like very extreme experiences with that. Having worked at a program exclusively for children, like experiencing homelessness or transitioning out of homelessness and to be really the one stable environment for them um, was just hugely important in ways that are hard to quantify because yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not in their brain. I don't know what their brain is doing, but I do know what they're telling me and what they're exhibiting during the day. And there's definitely knowing what's going to be in this room and who's going to be in this room when I don't know other things very, very important. And even for children that aren't experiencing those situations, that is so important to know, okay, every day I show up and the opener is Sam. Sam is always here when I get here in the morning. And yeah. if she's not, she always tells me, she always says like, oh, somebody else is going to be here. You're not going to see me tomorrow morning. And I, I, I enjoy knowing that. I like knowing that I am confident about my day, knowing that 
these people and these materials are going to be here. Yeah. And so just that that level of organization just adds a little bit of order and structure to the days. And and look, I'm absolutely no no big fan of too much structure and too mm. much organization. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit in a moment, but, but having, having just that kind of mid-level bit of predictability in, in where your materials are is, is, is good. Um, we got to go through these in order because I don't know what we're missing now. So we got predictability. Yeah. We touched, did we touch on flexibility? I was actually just going to say is the last one flexibility. Yeah. Well, there's two more. We got two more. Oh, okay. um, so flexibility is one of those. And so, um, this, I mean, better uh, play gear organization allows you to be more flexible and better at following the lead of the kids. Yeah, which um, ties to creativity. Yeah. But definitely in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so um, look, if kids kids are outside and you got a bird, bird feeder on your playground and the kids are watching the birds of the bird feeder and somebody says, I need to make wings knowing where the cardboard is and maybe fabric and tape and string and maybe some feathers and all of those kind of things are so you can pull them out. And so that kid or that group of kids that need to make wigs and try to fly can go down that road. Um, allows you, you're, you're able to, you're able to take a 180 degree turn um, when their interests change a lot easier if you're if you're better organized. And then Absolutely. so they, they work on building their wings for an hour and they get frustrated and they decide, well, we're still interested in flying, but so much for wings, we want to make paper airplanes. And so then you need to know where your 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 paper is and where those two books you have in your in your kids library about paper airplanes or or you know where your iPad is so you can Google paper airplane instructions because you don't remember how to make paper airplanes so that you can be supportive of of where they're wanting to go, and so it yeah. it, just, it it makes it easier to to and this is, I mean sure there's 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 a lot of overlap in these but I think this is kind yeah. of a. A distinct but I, I do think thing. it's different because like I would say flexibility is definitely more like spur of the moment stuff like not even just for the children but like if you get a text message that says you need to stay two hours late because so and so is sick and we can't get coverage for the next two hours so can you stay for two hours knowing where things are knowing where oh okay I know where the books they picked out for book time are before they rest yeah I know where the snack is Oh, oh, I know where the bubbles are. Let's bring the bubbles outside and let's bring, you know, we'll bring the wand bubbles and the bubble machine and we'll hang out outside. Like, great. I no longer have to panic about what I'm going to do for these extra two hours that I wasn't scheduled for. I know where stuff is. I can make it work. And there's a little bit more serenity in your day. Yeah. You don't have to panic. <laughs> and then the last one I've got here is, is just, it's, it's good modeling. I mean, when, yeah. when little humans see big humans doing a thing, that thing becomes interesting to them to, to some yes. degree um, when, when it catches their attention. And so if we want kids to grow up and be able to be a little bit more organized um, with, I mean, just in their own heads and in their own environments, being able to see that someplace in their day is, is probably a, a good thing. It, it's probably doing more more benefit than it is harm. Definitely. I think it's a really powerful thing. I think it's, I think it's important for them. And I think, I think just like everything else, especially talking about it is really important. Like right now I've mentioned, um, as we've been recording, like my classroom's doing a lot of sewing right now. Mm -hmm. So there is just an explosion of felt because that's a lot of the fabric we have. So it is an explosion of felt. So it is not beautifully organized, but I will tell them as we're cleaning it up, what we're going to do is we're going to put the little pieces in this bag. 
And I'm going to put the big pieces in the big bag and I'm going to stack them up and put them over here because I'm going to get them out tomorrow. And I want to keep using them and I want to know where they are. But when we're done, I don't want to keep them here because they're kind of in our way. And they're like, yeah, you're kind of in the way. Yeah. So I need to have them ready, but not too put away, but also not like all over the place. And they get it and they help me do it the best they can. Well, yeah. And that's, that's, I, I've, I've, I've got a paragraph in here about that. There's this, there's this spectrum of organization where you've got disorganized on one end and you've got hyper-organized on the other. And I'm, I'm, I'm in no way saying we need to be hyper-organized in early learning programs because that right. gets stressful and builds anxiety in a different for way, everybody. Yeah. If, if you've got your, uh, in your block area, if you've got um, the little silhouettes drawn of each shape of block and, and you as an adult are going to have a panic attack <laughs> if, if the blocks aren't lined up right. perfectly, that's, that's going to lead to some stress and anxiety for the little people. Totally. Um, and so I think the, the moderately organized is is a good I, I think it's achievable yeah. um even even slightly organized is a little bit better than than completely disorganized but you know right. some somewhere in the mid-range there of that of that spectrum that continuum and you're you're probably doing good and and th- for you as an individual that might mean you need to be a lot more organized than you might be in your home life and yeah. that might be breaking up with your hyper organized away from work self yeah. I mean, I will tell you, go ahead. My personal space is a lot less organized than my workspace <laughs> because one thing has to suffer. So you know what? It's going to be all the yarn I have is just going to be in boxes, not organized by color, but the crayons, you bet your ass. I organize those by color. Do you wish the yarn was organized by color? God, I wish I had a whole wall of it, you know, like little boxes. And then I just put, put it all by color in the boxes. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think oh. that would really endear me to the kids these days. I'm really hip. Yeah, but as soon as that happened, a, a band of roaming kittens would break in, oh and gosh, then they would they would get into it, and there would be there would be knotted yarn all over the place from the cute little kittens. And I I can somehow knot my own yarn. I don't have children or pets, but I can get knots and yarn like nobody's business. Like, how do I do this to myself? Don't even need a adults. kitten. No, so although there, I'd like one. <laughs> There's one more big payoff. All of these things, all of these things add up to better play. Um, because when you got that environment where, where kids are able to be a little bit more in control of their environment because they know where stuff is and you're able to, as the adult, be flexible and you're supporting their creativity and, and all this other stuff, uh, there's going to be more play going on um, than, than it, when it's a, a totally chaotic and disorganized space. And I think that leads back to the serenity conversation a little bit for, for this idea of behavior management. Like if things are hyper-organized and I don't know what I can touch or what I can't touch, or there's only like seven things for me to touch. And I'm not really feeling, I'm not vibing with any of those right now. You're going to see more of those. I don't know. What's the term we keep like undesirable behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's going to make you stressed out. And then it's going to be this whole terrible cycle of like, instead of examining the environment, we're examining the child. And then, you know, we're, we're putting labels on them in our brain and that's impacting how we talk with them and talk about them. Whereas if we maybe organize the environment a little better or a little less, even if we gave a few more options, or if we took away some of those options and organized them better, 
we wouldn't see that happening as much. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think when we, we talked recently in an episode we did a while ago about bandwidth, and I think a lot of times programs have, there's so much going on right now that a lot of times organizing the 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 craft area and the loose parts or whatever, it, it gets pushed to the bottom of the list. Because, oh, definitely. I can tell you right now that's going on with me. And yeah. I know I need to stop and like actually organize it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's creating a mess like in the work of the children and in my work. I'm like, if I just spent 30 minutes fixing this, this yeah. wouldn't be a thing, but I keep procrastinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I got I, some other fire to put out. I got to get that, that, that article on the three levels of storage done. And then, oh, oh, and then, and then uh, I got another one. I, I'm thinking about, about a, 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 a post on, uh, on, <sighs> Uh, the need for glass storage containers in early learning settings because oh, uh, my life God. is so much better when you store stuff in glass. But you know how hard oh, don't how talk hard about I it. had to. We can't talk about it because that's got to be another episode. This episode's done now. We okay. can't talk about it. All right, it. I'm excited to talk about that though. Let's just this is a tease. The tease list. There's been hashtag drama. So I'm very excited. <laughs> okay, tell us about your drama. No, just so no, I, had be to, a tease. I had to fight. I had to fight so hard for those. You know, that yogurt that comes in a glass container. Mm-mm. Okay. There's yogurt that comes in a glass container. It's very Too many small. carbs. It's very, it's, it's a small little container of yogurt. It's a little glass container. It's cute. Um, and they have like a coconut option. So like I eat that and mm-hmm. the container is the perfect size for storing pretty much anything for children. Like in a classroom, it's incredible for painting. Because you don't get too much paint, you don't get too little paint, you get exactly as much paint as you need. Great for crayons, great for beads, great for all sorts of other stuff. I had to fight so hard for them to let me just have that in the classroom. And then one of them broke. And now it's a whole thing about, well, should we really use this? And like, I don't, kids are going to get hurt all the time. Also, this kid didn't get hurt. It just broke. Yeah, the, the the way you learn how to deal with things that break is to have things break once in a while. Yeah, and um, then you got to fix it. Sam, and you know what? Con- Everything's fine. Those con- no, everything. Those containers are horrible for the environment, Sam. Everything we do is horrible for the environment. They, 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 they weigh so much more than plastic. They're, I mean, they're more expensive to ship. They, they use more fuel for shipping. They're, I mean. No, I already ate my yogurt out of it. Okay, well, I'm glad you're recycling them. <laughs> we will be back sometime to talk, talk about glass containers in the classroom <laughs> if I remember to write it down or Sam writes it down or something. It's called glass houses. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. There, there. We got to have that buy in there. Otherwise, it's not a complete episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.